finally, there's this sense of understanding how we're showing up in the world, which energy is serving us, when it's best to channel each and why we might be feeling potentially burnt out or totally misaligned. Welcome to the Sensuality Academy podcast, where I share tangible techniques to help you embody your femininity, enhance your sex life, and elevate your relationships. I'm your host, Eleanor Hadley, sensuality coach and founder of Sensual Yoga. Now let's unleash your inner sensualista. Hello there, my love. It is episode four of the Sensuality Academy podcast, and I'm sending you some very sparkly love from carnival season here in Rio de Janeiro. Now, today's episode, I'm going to be talking all about energy and the differences between what we call masculine and feminine energy. Now, I wanted to talk about this concept in an early episode as it's something that I refer to a lot in my work and it's super, super helpful for you to have an understanding of what I do and don't mean when I inevitably use this terminology in future episodes. So in my work, I help women who are very much in their masculine energy to really open up to and drop in to their feminine energy once and for all. The results of this kind of work are absolutely incredible and my students are really embodied when they do this. They become more open to experience deep, deep pleasure. They become more present, connected with themselves and also their partners and just generally more calm and content. But what do I mean by masculine and feminine energy? Firstly, for those of you who may not be familiar with the notion of energy, energy is often quite intangible, but today I'm going to try my hardest to make this concept a little bit more tangible for you to get a really deep understanding of it. So when I refer to energy, I'm referring to the way that something feels. Do you know that feeling when you walk into a crystal shop? Hopefully I'm not the only crystal addict here Um, or even just walking into somewhere and it just feels good. That's energy. And the same goes for the opposite. You know, when a place, a person or a thing just feels kind of dark or not quite right, that's you tapping into energy. It's that intangible. I can't put my finger on it, but they give me the creeps or I can't put my finger on it, but something about that place feels amazing. Um, that's the intangible, that's energy. So we all have different energies at play within us and they manifest through different qualities and behaviors. So a really helpful way to quantify these different energy types. (laughs) And as I say this, I recognize that it's very masculine (laughs) to quantify energy. Um, but I guess this is how we often understand and we become familiar with concepts um, in our very masculine worldview. So bear with me as I kind of, you know, confuse things here a little bit um, by quantifying energy. But 
a helpful way to do this is to organize these different energies into the masculine and the feminine traits. Now, it's really, really important here to recognize that everybody, everybody, regardless of their biological sex or which gender they identify as, has both masculine and feminine energies within them. So one might be more prominent than the other in an individual, but when I refer to these energetic qualities, I don't simply mean that masculine equals male and feminine equals female. That really oversimplifies us as humans, where we've all got a really broad range of behaviors and tendencies, and we tap into different energies in different situations and we shift depending on who we're with. So there's lots and lots of things that can affect which energy we are dropping into at any given time. Now, that being said, roughly 90% of us will identify our core energy as corresponding with our gender. Though Often our core energy can be masked by the opposing energy, um, almost as a self-protection. So sometimes we can feel like it's not safe for us to be our core energy. And this goes particularly for women. Um, Actually, you know what? It goes particularly for those who have a core energy of the feminine because the feminine isn't always respected as much as the masculine. Um, And so sometimes we can build up these masks and these layers, um, but I can go a lot more in depth on this idea about energy and masks um, in another episode. But for now, know that you'll inevitably resonate with traits from both the masculine and the feminine energies, but you may notice that you lean more towards one. And that's because we all have a core energy that we're going to resonate more highly with. And so I use the terminology masculine and feminine because I find that this language is the most easy for people to understand when I talk about energy. Again, it's intangible. And so sometimes because we are all used to really quantifying things and logically understanding them, it can be helpful to, in my case, drop into my masculine explainer mode. Is explainer a word? You know what I mean? And explain things in this way that becomes more tangible um, for you, for my students. So you can also refer to these energies instead of masculine and feminine. If you don't like those, um, you know, very binary terms, that's cool. You can also refer to them as yang and yin or go and flow. And I'll explain these a little bit more in depth when I get into each type. But first, I want to share a little bit about why I even bother using this terminology in my work. So when I first came across this concept, Um, And now when I share it with my one-on-one clients um, and my students in the Sensuality Academy program, it provides so much clarity. It's that moment of wide-eyed, oh, okay, yeah, I understand now. Finally, there's this sense of understanding how we're showing up in the world, which energy is serving us, when it's best to channel each, and why we might be feeling potentially burnt out or totally misaligned. Honestly, this is such a powerful concept to understand and tap into in all aspects of your life. 
It can have a huge impact, especially on your career and in your relationships. I'm going to do an episode in the future, I think, about polarity. I think I'm certain of this. I'm going to do an episode in the future all about polarity and the importance of embracing the polar opposites in terms of energy within a partnership, because that is seriously juicy stuff. I can't even describe how wonderful it is to know more about polarity, but that's another episode. So for now, what are masculine and feminine energies? So before I share the energetic traits of each, remember that these exist within us all. I really, really can't drive this home enough. We all have both the masculine and feminine energies within us, regardless of how we identify in sex or gender. It's not just as simple as masculine equals male and feminine equals female. So I want you to consider which traits you identify with at your core level as well as which situations in your life you might exhibit some traits more than others. It's important to understand as well with the energies is that everything in life exists on a spectrum, right? So you've got one end all the way through to the other. There's this big, broad spectrum, and this comes into play with energies as well. At one end, you've got the shadow, the dark, the wounded traits of an energy type. And this is what often gets referred to as toxic, especially uh, when we hear about toxic masculinity. We don't often hear about toxic femininity, but believe me, it is, it's true. It exists just the same as toxic masculinity. Now, of course, toxic masculinity has gotten a really bad rap because, well, it's kind of shit, but also because we have the feminist movements really focusing highly on the toxic as opposed to the embodied, fully expressed light Um, aspects of the masculine. And this is why I'm really passionate about bringing femininity back to feminism, because I don't think it's helpful for anybody involved if we're focusing so heavily on masculine being toxic. And I think that this is a tangent, but it's fine. Um, I think that there are too many of us, um, too many people focusing on the toxicity of masculinity to a point where men and women alike are equating masculinity with toxicity. And that's just not true. Masculinity can be divine and beautiful and fully embodied. And it's important that we uh, have the, the fully expressed masculine in the world within ourselves, regardless of how we're identifying, but within the men in our lives as well. It's very important and it's very beautiful and powerful. And so that's a little tangent about the term toxic. I'm not super keen on using that term. Um, So today I'm going to refer to it as more the wounded, the wounded masculine and the wounded feminine too. So that's one end of the spectrum, right? Then on the other end of the spectrum, you've got the light, the fully expressed, the balanced, the embodied traits of both the masculine and the feminine. So let's start with the light. (laughs) So let's start by looking at the embodied traits of the feminine energy. So the embodied traits of the feminine are the qualities of creativity, vulnerability, softness, empathy. The embodied feminine is nurturing, open, receptive, has a real focus on community and caring for others. It's a really beautiful energy. So the embodied feminine can also be seen to be vulnerable, 
It can be seen to be all about flow, surrender. It's incredibly compassionate. The embodied feminine is playful, expressive. They love to love. They're authentic. They know who they are. The embodied feminine is intuitive. They trust their gut and heart over their mind. They're grounded, very loving. They vibrate with energy and sound. They, the, the embodied feminine is all about creation. And I, I mentioned creativity, but it's about this, this ability to create in, in terms of if we're looking at a female who has the biological parts to create life. There's that creation element, but it's also about creating projects, ideas, creating community. It's birthing and manifesting ideas and projects and things into the world, maybe even life. The embodied feminine is about connecting people together. It's about weaving um, themes together. It is incredibly affectionate and oh so sensual. So if you can't tell, <laughs> I really vibe with the embodied feminine. I think it's so beautiful and so powerful and we need more of this. But we also need more of the embodied masculine and the embodied masculine is just as beautiful but in a really different way. So the embodied masculine energy is about really striving with this single pointed focus. It's assertive, it's powerful, it's decisive, protective, rational, logical. So I know that these things can sound a little bit, um, maybe, maybe they sound a little bit bland or maybe you're thinking, well, they don't resonate with me. Maybe they sound amazing and you think oh this is totally me that's so beautiful because the embodied masculine has this ability to hold space and embodied someone who is embodied in their masculinity they witness without judgment they create this sense of safety for you the embodied masculine is deeply present but without a goal so they're very goal-focused goal and goal-oriented, absolutely, but they can have this ability to be deeply present. There's this integrity and awareness about the embodied masculine. They're committed to their own personal truth. An embodied masculine person will listen deeply to understand and not simply to respond. You know that difference between someone who's really listening to you or they're just waiting for you to stop so that they can say something? that's the difference. The embodied masculine is supportive and encouraging, reflective, peaceful, grounded. They respond rather than react. They guide, they face fear. They're quite humble. They seek mentoring as opposed to thinking they know everything. Maybe someone's coming to mind when I say that. The embodied masculine can really observe beyond what we see with the eyes. The embodied masculine is so powerful. And so now I want to invite you to take a bit of self-inquiry now. Take a moment. You might even want to write these questions down or pause the podcast here to answer them in your own time and then come back to me. And I want you to ask yourself, 
which embodied feminine traits do I possess? And which embodied masculine traits do I possess? And so looking at yourself and thinking, which ones of these would I consider in myself that I see in myself? And maybe even perhaps, which ones would I like to cultivate more of? And then another really beautiful thing to do is consider which of these embodied feminine and masculine traits do the men and women, the people in my life possess? So maybe your dad has some of these really beautiful um, feminine qualities about him. Um, Maybe your sister is amazing at holding space and is really career focused and she's got a single pointed focus and she's exhibiting her embodied masculine. So again, remembering that these traits don't have to be within the same um, binary body as the terminology masculine and feminine. And again, remembering that the feminine can be the yin, the flow, and the masculine can be the yang, the go. As I keep saying, you're going to likely resonate with traits from each side. So take a moment to really ponder this. Which ones, maybe I I resonate more with the feminine than the masculine. And how can I maybe invite myself to embody more of my masculine traits? So now we go to the shadow side. Like everything, there is a less than shiny version (laughs) to these two energies. And I want you to consider the same questions as before. Now, when we look at the wounded masculine and feminine, and honestly, when we look at our shadow, it's super uncomfortable and we always resist doing this. We all just want to exist in the light all the time, but the light cannot possibly exist if we don't know darkness. So I want you to hear these and honestly ask yourself, hmm, okay, do I exhibit any of those traits, right? Maybe I can look at embodying my masculine or feminine a little bit more so I can move myself away from these quote unquote toxic behaviors. So first, the wounded feminine. So the wounded feminine can manifest as quite manipulative and gossipy She can be quite indecisive sometimes, frustratingly so. The wounded feminine is quite insecure, often seeks outside validation. They are needy. There's this, you know, please love me. I need this outside validation to be, to feel worthy. The wounded feminine can be quite manipulative. And this is where the term bitchy can come in, Um, gossipy. The wounded feminine is inauthentic. They're not being themselves. They chase love instead of just being and exuding love. The wounded feminine is quite, um, can be quite desperate and have a real sense of victim mentality. You know, poor me, why me? Everything bad happens to me. The wounded feminine is quite afraid of loss. They're really, really insecure and quite attached to people, places, things. They can be highly critical. You know, nobody does anything right. They have to do everything themselves. A bit of a martyr. Um, 
sometimes the wounded feminine will project and emotionally just blow up. You know, that's that that crazy kind of, I don't like to use the word crazy, that's that very highly emotionally charged. And when I say emotionally, I want you to remember that emotions are great. We love emotions, but it's when we get onto that, um, that way of expressing our emotions, that is that big outburst. That's a bit of wounded feminine. The wounded feminine is quite obsessive, can prioritize others at the expense of self. So this is where we see this a lot when people are just putting everyone first and they forget about themselves. And you would think that the wounded feminine would be all about themselves, but sometimes it's about because they're not embodied, they're not in their body, they're outside of their body and they're thinking of everybody else first. And it's, again, it goes back to that martyrdom. So where they are being a martyr and they're putting everyone before themselves and possibly even um, kind of crying out and saying, oh gosh, I put everyone first and like, oh, what about me? But they're not actually being embodied and taking time for themselves. You know the difference there? So the wounded feminine often tries to find safety outside of themselves. So it's about this giving away of their power that somebody else will fix their problems or that someone else has the solution. Um, the wounded feminine has an inability to be rational, no boundaries and no self-control, highly emotionally charged um, without um, the embodiment that we need to express emotions fully and intentionally and purposefully. Whereas the wounded masculine... The wounded masculine can manifest as quite aggressive, power hungry, closed minded. Think of this toxic masculine idea that you have inevitably heard so, so much about. The wounded masculine can be overly competitive. Competition is great to a point, but it's overly competitive. It's cold and distant. It's withdrawn. It's got this, um, this, wall this barrier between their emotions it's it's not being allowed or not allowing themselves not feeling they have permission to express their emotions can you please think of a lot of people in your life that may be like this or maybe even yourself you don't feel like you're allowed to express your emotions because that's not quote-unquote masculine manly it's a bit bullshit right think of the the embodied masculine is about that space holder. So the wounded masculine is quite withdrawn. They can be very reactive, aggressive, um, the stereotypical bully archetype. Quite often the wounded masculine is stuck in the mind. There's an inability to be present. They move away from love. They might run away from really being deeply in love and kind of showing their heart to someone. Because again, that's not masculine. That's not manly, right? No, wrong. That's bullshit. <laughs> the wounded masculine has to be right. They blame. Um, they shame you. Um, the wounded masculine can't ask for what they need or show emotion. They can be quite narcissistic, all about themselves. Um, very single-pointed focused I instead of we. They 
totally completely bypass their emotional body, like I said, and the wounded masculine is terrified of failure. They can be incredibly defensive. They can really be quite um, vicious in terms of attacking you and accusing you. And the wounded masculine is also, uh, (laughs) they also manifest in this, you know, Mr. Fix-It or this like problem solver. Um, They don't listen, but rather they're stuck in their mind. They're just like, oh, okay, you're telling me about how you had a shit day. I'm going to solve it somehow, but I'm not going to listen to your emotions and how you're feeling. So tell me if you uh, <laughs> if you resonate with that. I'm sure that there's a lot of you nodding, nodding along like, yes, gosh, I hate that. Um, that's the wounded masculine at play. And when I talk about the wounded feminine and the masculine, I think it's really important just to add a little caveat here that so important that we have self-compassion. So if any of these traits are resonating with you and you're like, fuck, I do that. Or, oh my God, my partner does that. And now I'm annoyed because I know it, or it's become more present to me. I want you to be really compassionate here, flex your empathy muscle and recognize that a lot of these behaviors are conditioned. They're learnt, and we can unlearn them. We can learn our more embodied. It just takes a bit of work. And first of all, it takes awareness. And so Welcome to step number one, awareness. (laughs) And so you might be thinking, okay, cool, Eleanor, thanks for the list, but how does it affect me? So the reason that understanding this concept is so important is so that you can find and balance your energy. So we all, as I said, have this core energy that we're going to resonate most strongly with, whether it's the feminine or the masculine, the go or the flow. Flow or the go, yeah. Um, But as you can see, if we're swinging way too far in one way, we can end up in that wounded or toxic side. So it's important that we have a balance in our energies so that we can allow ourselves to equally express both feminine and masculine in the embodied states. We're not really trying to embody, uh, sorry, to express both of our wounded masculine and feminine. They're the ones that we want to kind of, you know, shift out of. I always really love to describe the masculine energy as a vessel, as a container, the space holder, and the feminine energy as water. So I want you to imagine If I were to pour some water onto the floor and it just, you're going to see it, you know, just spill out all over the place. It's going to kind of run through the cracks. It's just going to sort of follow these random paths as not going anywhere, um, you know, on purpose. It's going to spread itself pretty damn thin if I just pour some water onto the floor. Whereas if I have a vessel or a container to pour my water into, it now has a very clear direction as to where it can go within that container. It's about creating these boundaries for it to be wild within. So now within this container, it can, it can be held, but it can also sort of do its thing within there. You know, so imagine you've got a spoon and you're sort of stirring it up. It can be wild and crazy within this container, but you can't stir up, you can't explore, you can't play with water that is on the ground filtering away and completely thin. 
I hope that makes sense. So this is the feminine. Esoterically speaking, water is incredibly feminine and it represents our emotions. So just like water, the feminine can be calm and contained, or it can be like wild and thrashing around and directionless. It needs a container. And so I use this example to sort of show you that the feminine energy, as beautiful as it is, if she has no direction, if she has no focus, if she has no boundaries, she's going to be just directionless and spreading herself thin. So that's why she needs that masculine container. And on the other hand, the masculine energy is that space holder. It's so powerful to be able to hold things together and support the energy of the feminine. But if this container is empty, if I'm looking at the previous example, if this container is totally empty, it has no water in it, it's got no purpose, no reason for being, it's got no softness to it. There's this emptiness to this container, something is missing. And this is the energy of the masculine. So I want you to consider within yourself, how can you channel your inner masculine energy to hold space for yourself, to hold space and provide boundaries and direction for your inner feminine to be expressive and creative and wild. So can you see how we need both? We all need both energies. Too much of one without the other is going to lead to either chaos or total burnout. Now, in a future episode, I'm going to share a lot more about the power of polarity and how this concept of really being fully embodied in one versus the other within a relationship can totally transform the way that you show up within a romantic partnership not to mention how it can seriously enhance your sex life, but I'll get into that another time. For now, I hope that you've got a deeper understanding of the masculine and the feminine energies, and perhaps I've inspired you to dive a little bit more deeper into some self-inquiry about how you can bring some more balance into your life by either exploring your feminine or your masculine side a little bit more. Really, really, I want to encourage you to give both of them some love. They're so, so important. Now, remember, if you have any questions or comments at all, feel free to reach out to me over on Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, stay sensual. Thanks for listening to the Sensuality Academy podcast. Before you go, I want to invite you to take my free quiz to discover your pleasure language. This really quick, fun quiz will get you started on your journey to explore your own pleasure and how to communicate this with a partner. Plus, you'll receive a bonus worksheet with journaling prompts to dive even deeper. Check it out now in the show notes or head to eleanorhadley.com slash pleasure language. Also, don't forget to share with your friends, post it to your stories and tag me over on Instagram at eleanorhadley. Enjoy! Enjoy!